You're listening to the CX Innovators Podcast. As business leaders look for ways to improve productivity and profitability, they're increasingly turning to innovative automation and self-service technologies. But keeping up with the rapid pace of new innovations can be overwhelming. Now there's a website to help you do just that. From the publishers of Kiosk Marketplace, Vending Times, and Digital Signage Today, Automation and Self-Service covers trends in artificial intelligence, robotics, kiosks, payments, and much more. Visit the site today and subscribe at www.automationandselfservice.com. Welcome everyone to the CX Innovators Podcast. It's produced by NetWorld Media Group. I'm Judy Model. I'm editor of Retail Customer Experience, and I'm very excited about our topic and our guest. The topic is AI and retail, and there aren't too many retailers doing as much with AI as Wayfair. Wayfair has long been on the generative AI journey. One of its latest innovations is consumer-facing. It's a tool called Decrify, and it lets consumers upload an image of their space and use the tool to reimagine it in different styles. That's why I'm so excited to introduce everyone to Sanjeev Singh Sani, a VP and Global Head of Wayfair Professional at B2C Sales. Professional is Wayfair's B2B business, which serves the unique needs of customers in interior design, office, contractor, property management, accommodation, food service, and education, all those verticals. The B2C sales is the inbound sales channel, and that engages with customers over the phone, chat, email, and messaging. With over 20 years of experience running large organizations and scaling tech-powered businesses, Sanjeev is a seasoned GM and tech leader who delivers customer-centric solutions, drives revenue growth, and builds high-performance teams. He has a strong background in services, logistics, and tech, having worked with leading firms such as McKinsey, KPMG, IBM, and Citibank in various roles or regions. He has built businesses from the idea and concept point to the 100 plus million top line and managed multi-billion global PLs. So welcome Sanjeev and thank you for being here. So let's just dive right in. Let's talk about Wayfair's AI strategy and how everything is going. As you know, Judy, uh, Wayfair has technology at the core of everything that it does. Uh, we, are, we believe we are a innovative technology company that focuses around the experience of our customers uh, and the suppliers who provide those goods online. We've been testing and learning new ways to enhance customer experience for years and years, uh, going way back to when the company was started in itself. And to us, AI is almost a complementary tool to our teams and therefore almost a huge opportunity in every which way. I would say that across the spectrum of AI technology, our platforms are being used to design, code, purchase, plan deliveries, do end-to-end tracking, all of those things that a customer would expect when buying from an e-commerce platform, all at scale through the power of AI. Additionally, we also use AI to get our customers to the right expert in in a quick and efficient way. Uh, We've patented what we call uh, intelligent dynamic routing. The routing takes into consideration language, geography, device, customer history, customer actions in the last few minutes, and product category 
to get them to the right expert that can help them uh, purchase and service their journey in the most effective way. Uh, let me give you another example. Um, we have thousands and thousands of uh, product experts, all that actually work with customers uh, to improve their journey. But we want to make sure that when a customer comes in, they have all of the choice in using the right channel, in using the right interaction, in using the quickest way to get to the solution that they want. And to enable that, we've been deploying machine learning-based solutions that take into consideration close to 400 data points and in a matter of seconds, decide whether this customer should be surfaced a chat link, an email link, a SMS link, a phone number, and where that phone number or interaction should land. Um, of course, all of that is driven towards using AI's power to deliver the experience that the customer wants, uh, but at a cost that Wayfair likes. Uh, so early early innings in a, in a lot of things, uh, including generative AI, which we'll talk a little bit more about. But for us at Wayfair, this has been uh, core for uh, our course for a while. So as Wayfair has been ahead, you know, of many many retailers with you know innovative AI embracement. Where, in your view, does AI fit right now in retail overall? Like, if you looked at the whole landscape, you know, how would you describe it? I think of AI more broadly in three distinct disciplines. And let me pass those out a little bit. So if you think of artificial intelligence, which AI being the overarching broad discipline of, you know, emulating human capabilities using machines, within that, a big subset tends to be machine learning which arguably uh, is, has been the most well-known and is basically uh, focused on developing algorithms and models that can automatically learn patterns and make predictions uh, using the idea that these solutions will improve as more data is reviewed by such algorithms. When you talk of generative AI, which is you know probably the most a fun one to talk these days. To me, that's an extension of machine learning and encompasses large language models uh, that basically focus on producing entirely new human intelligible, intelligible output. I mean, ChatGPT, of course, is the most famous one of those, right? right. And uh, with Gen AI uh, producing text answers that we can all use, but of course, generative AI can be used to produce audio, images, video, codes, et cetera. So with that broad bucketing of uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning, and generative AI, uh, I would say in my observation, um, the retail industry, especially ones which have been focused on e-commerce and using customers' digital footprints, uh, have been using parts of these three for a while, some more developed than the others. And let me walk you through a few areas where, where I see most applications happening today. Uh, first and foremost, most pronounced probably, is personalization. Retailers are using AI algorithms to analyze customer data, including purchase history, browsing behavior, demographics, to provide you know, personalized recommendations and tailored marketing messages. Dynamic pricing. AI algorithms uh, are used by several retailers to adjust prices dynamically, sometimes even during the day, all based on 
demand, competition pricing, inventory levels, all towards maximizing revenue and profitability. Uh, marketing copy development is a is a new one that's happening in some places. Uh, this is basically feeding previous campaign data to generative AI models, which can then create your initial marketing copy uh, and suggest content that you could use for a future campaign. We've heard of checkout free shopping. You probably see that in some retailers these days mm-hmm. where cashierless options can be used to pick up items and just walk out of the store without doing the traditional checkout process, right? That's based on AI. Um, supply chain optimizations, of course, through COVID, we heard a ton about supply chain, right? And that's been an area of a lot of investment for AI, uh, whether it's predicting demand, optimizing inventory management, improving logistics and distribution. Um, AI is, is today being implemented in all of those spaces. Uh, and then, of course, customer service, uh, likely the most talked about area on, on television these days. Uh, chatbots and virtual assistants, they're all powered by generative AI. Um, there's a lot of application of the uh, large language-based models that I was referring to before in this space, typically because traditional customer service is done by teaching people about policies, processes, and and the catalogs. Uh, These large language models can learn those areas fairly quickly and can be taught to produce uh, intelligible answers fairly quickly. And so therefore finding a lot of adoption. Uh, we spoke a little bit about intelligent routing that I mentioned we've we've also patented in Bayfair. Uh, I also see applications in in visual search. You mentioned Decorify, an app that Wayfair's produced, which helps customers take pieces of furniture, put them uh, in either pictures of their home or a, or a fictional space that they plan to to build for themselves. Uh, we've also looked at cases, and I've met several um, scam and fraud prevention experts, which see significant application of AI on uh, driving down scam behavior, uh, primarily using um, triangulation of data across traditional footprints, online forum monitoring, and shopping behaviors to even prevent loss and scam. Um, of course, but one more interesting area specifically for retailers tends to be uh, sustainability and ethical sourcing. We all want to make sure we are being um, conscious of how we source items and AI has a role to play there as well. Just focused on identifying um, and modeling various parts of production and supply chain to ensure that we have lower environmental footprint and reduce overall waste and energy. So again, a, a long list, but I think um, across AI, uh, ML, machine learning, and generative AI, it's pretty exciting times uh, to be deploying AI in retail. It certainly is. And, you know, that mention of loss prevention, given all the headlines that retailers are dealing with and having to close stores, um, you know, hopefully that that takes a big leap forward and, and becomes a good solution. You know, from your you know, from what you've seen out there and, and what you know, are, are there any common hurdles or challenges that, that retailers are dealing with and it might be preventing them from, you know, going, you know, instead of just maybe using AI and ML for one specific need, 
these challenges might be stopping them from doing a broader adoption? Yeah, that's definitely true. I think retailers aiming to tap into AI face some real challenges. Um, despite the potential benefits AI brings to the balance sheets, um, the challenges are are important to plan for and deal with, especially uh, in talking to my peers outside of Wayfair as well. Um, I think we we tend to bucket some of those challenges uh, very simplistically into you know the first bucket, maybe let's say internal challenges, which several retailers face um, would be things like data quality and availability. As you know, AI relies heavily on data and, and several retailers um, have had systems where those data has been managed not very effectively and hence is not clean or relevant or of high quality. And right. so training, yeah, so therefore training some of the, the AI models can be tough, right? Because end of the day, the models are basically learning and refining what you feed feed into them and, and breaking those data silos and inconsistent data can be a can be a very real challenge for for retailers. You know, and that's a challenge that's been facing pretty much any business for what decades, right? Absolutely, and especially the the legacy systems, the way they were always built, right? Like a lot of the legacy systems were built as um, independent silos with monolithic code, right? And all of the data that sat within those systems uh, basically could be used by any algorithm, any software. And so therefore, even deciphering what part of your software code is affecting the data and output can be tough. So getting the systems in a scalable setup with clearly defined contracts between which program writes to which program uh, is not easy. And it's almost like a tech transformation for many companies. So let's look at the flip side of AI and retail, what are you seeing when it comes to how consumers and shoppers seem to be responding to AI in the shopper journey? I would say, I think as as AI has evolved over the years, customers have taken some parts of AI to almost be part of their day-to-day life at this point. Right. Uh, an example, right, when you and I go to the the gas pump to, to fill, our, fill our car, uh, the gas prices several years ago used to change monthly and, and a weekly basis. Today, actually, if you notice, all of those gas price uh, signboards are all electronic, not because it's just easy to change the price, but it's because these days those prices are linked to international trading and can change literally uh, by the minute or by the hour at the, at the maximum. Right. Uh, similarly, e-commerce players use that uh, on their websites to price items uh, very closely to demand and supply. Sometimes you can find prices changing throughout the day as well, including you know some of our uh, some of the hottest items that we sell from time to time. The other part, which I think is more related to generative AI, is is going to be something I think that will evolve and grow on the customers, uh, but will take some time. So if you think about um, chatbots, given the legacy of some of the chatbots and the evolution of virtual assistants, uh, the efficacy and the quality of outputs was always a question mark. And how many times do we just go into some of those chatbots and just keep typing agent, agent, agent? <laughs> <laughs> Human, right? Uh, Very true. 
people are experiencing some something completely different these days in fact in some of the tests um you will see that the ai generated response specifically generative ai type models their responses can be very very accurate like close to to what a human agent would give but mm-hmm. responses that that are at a speed of light so clearly uh, exceeding customers expectation on having to you know take 5 10 15 minutes on a chat to complete and get the answer they want uh so like you said the experience there is going to be significantly transformed that i expect that to grow on the consumers fairly quickly yeah you know when you talk about chatbot you know looking back you know when first uh, i can't remember the year it came out but it was, it was quite a while ago you know they were infuriating and and frustrating um but last week i had a chatbot experience where i literally couldn't tell if it was ai or a human the the, the response was so efficient and the interplay with me as a customer was so genuine um and i you know i'm typing thank you you've been wonderful and i realized you know i'm probably you know typing to some ml algorithm but um it's amazing if you've been around technology for 20 30 years and you see the advancements being made you know my my concern though is that now i expect every chat box experience to be on that level Absolutely I think that's that's the surprise and amazement that comes out of a great experience like that and like you said very quickly retailers and companies that are not deploying uh, some of these at at speed uh, will face a dis- disadvantage for sure because the customer expectation will rise to a different level and as you and you, you and I know every time experience is defined its experience is expectation minus delivery and if your expectation is very very high from the consumer uh, your delivery needs to be very very high to to deliver on that as well yeah i mean we've run a, a bunch of survey over the last year and many of them are about how consumers are going to jump that ship the minute you know that experience isn't delivering what it should be um so as we're going to wrap up here i'd love to hear what your prediction about ai in retail um say 5 years down the line or is there some innovation you you expect to see within a decade anything like that i would just say, just say i think to me this is such an exciting space that right. there's things that are absolutely bound to happen right the choices that a customer has is going to mushroom much much faster than anybody can imagine right so expecting a human a human come uh chat interface a chatbot itself a, a live chatbot a live chatbot creating things that you you throw a few words at i think those choices will grow so quickly and for us as consumers um that's going to be a really really exciting time because um things that it actually took a long long time or much longer than we always expected so not a great experience will happen significantly faster uh than ever before and and to that extent i think in general i think the speed of innovation uh is the other thing i'm excited about whether it's large companies which will be able to mine tons and tons of data to do what they used to do in 10 years in two or small companies which no longer have to wait for you know support functions to grow before they can grow their core can now actually you know get access to uh support functions much much faster and focus on the innovative core that they build but so to me truly exciting times in the next 5 10 years 
where this conversation when you know if you have it in a few uh, will yeah. be there. What I've always loved is that you know you you have these startups and they create something, and then another company or maybe a bigger company builds on that, and and something that looks like A three years ago now looks like Z you know within three years and it's it is it's very very exciting and um, you know what's also exciting too is that everybody's paying to paying attention to some of the challenges with AI at the same time in terms of security and privacy and everything. So it is, it's really, it's a very, it's a very good time to be talking and, and writing about AI and, and, you know, getting to write about Wayfair and, and all the innovation you're doing. Um, and I'm going to have to wrap up because we're, we're pretty much out of time. I want to thank you, Sanjeev, again, for sharing your valuable time and your invaluable insight with me and with our listeners. And I want to thank everyone for listening in.